And now, more sports and torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris. This is David Spade with Elliot Harris, and we have the Baylor Bears head coach on the line for the basketball, Scott Drew. How are you doing, Scott? I am doing excellent today. Coming off a win, you're always doing good. <laughs> exactly. You're ranked, what, number seven in the country right now? Well, we don't try to put too much uh, stock into that because, as we know, as coaches, we're only as good as how our final ranking is. So, we're, But we're excited that we're undefeated and playing well. So you are the non-basketball playing Drew in the Drew family? Is that an? I, 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 someone's someone's got a rebound around here, you know. So <laughs> I guess I guess that was my my, my duty. Okay. I so see. when you're when when Bryce was shooting, you just rebounded the ball for him, and uh, well, actually, I, I was. I was smart. I, I, I beat him till he could beat me, and then at that point I started coaching and rebounding. <laughs> I see that you started as a manager at Baller from 91 to 93 in the MCC. I was at Loyola manager during the same time period. Did that help you at all become a coach? Well, I, uh, growing up with my dad and, and always wanting to coach and, and uh, uh, going to camps, playing in camps, working camps, um, seeing uh, what my dad did every day, uh, him allowing me to be a part of that. And then uh, the good thing about being at a different school, he, it allowed me to uh, – a lot of coaches, um, it, it's good to, to get other philosophies and other ideas. And when I was at Butler, which obviously is a great program, uh, Coach Collier uh, was the head coach. Thad Mata uh, was one of the assistants. Jay John was another assistant who was the head coach at Oregon State. So I, I, got, a, I got an opportunity to, to basically learn from three head coaches and get their philosophies and their ideas. So then when I went uh, – back to Valpo to help out, at least I was able to bring something outside or different uh, than, than my dad taught and, and maybe used. What's the basic difference in your coaching uh, approach and your father's? Well, I think uh, uh, very similar in a lot of areas. Uh, um, the, at the end of the day, my dad always says you got to be your own man and do what what, what seems right with you. And and I think uh, all of us uh, 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 tend to be a little bit different as far as uh, maybe he prefers man, maybe I prefer zone, maybe uh, uh, I like running more sets, maybe he ran a little more motion. But at the end of the day, how you handle uh, players and how you uh, uh, set up your practice plans and uh, how hard you push your guys and how you push your guys, I think I, I, I was able to take a lot from my dad in that area. And, and it was he, he was pretty successful. He was a six all-time winners active coach when he uh, retired at uh, Valpo and uh, had done it at different levels and with different types of players. So um, I was very blessed and fortunate to have a chance to learn from uh, one of the best coaches ever. Are you ever going to coach against your brother at Valpo? Yes, we have a date set, and it's at the final four anytime that might be. <laughs> so that should be this season, right? Well, we, 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 the sooner the better for both of us. <laughs> you got a tough game coming up this week against Northwestern. They're undefeated, and they're 6-0. and Northwestern is uh, 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 just outside the top 25, and uh, uh, a lot of people feel this is definitely an NCAA-worthy uh, uh, team, and in the next couple of days we'll learn a lot more as we study film on them, but uh, uh, they're always well-coached, they're always well-disciplined, um, they have some uh, uh, talented players, and uh, I definitely, uh, uh, from uh, 
the limited things I've I've seen and on them so far can tell you that uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, a top 25 worthy team and definitely an NCAA tournament team and playing on the road in in college basketball no matter who you're playing is tough uh, but when you're playing against a well coached team and a good team it makes it even harder especially experienced teams early on in the year have a big advantage and uh, we're a team that plays a lot of new guys to Division One and uh, I know we'll be a lot better team in February than we are now so right now we just want to improve every day and uh, 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 try to get uh, to where we can peak when it does come uh, conference time. Now, playing against Northwestern and Coach Carmody with the uh, Princeton offense that he uses, does, does that throw you off or does that throw your practices or their players off having to defend that? Well, that, that's why you schedule a team like this in the non-conference because uh, uh, it's something different. It's something you don't see every day, um, and the, you become a better team uh, the more you can see different types of offenses and defenses because uh, when you do get into conference, somebody at some point is going to have something similar to that, and if not in the NCAA tournament or the NIT, whatever postseason uh, you're, you're, you're fortunate enough to make, you'll probably see some of that. So, uh, again, that's why in the non-conference we like to play different styles, different uh, 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 coach as far as different uh, 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 ways teams operate to prepare us for conference and postseason. Is it tough, difficult? Is it difficult recruiting at Baylor because people think of Baylor as like a football school? Well, actually, uh, uh, if you look at it, uh, uh, this year Robert Griffin hopefully will win the Heisman, and uh, we've been very successful in football uh, this year. In fact, uh, the last couple of years, Coach Brown has done a tremendous job, and uh, we're one of the only schools in Division One that has uh, had the men's program, the women's program, and basketball and the football team ranked in the top 25 at the same time. Right now, our women are one, we're uh, seven, and in, in football's uh, I think 17th or 18th. So uh, sports are. Are, are, are big down at Baylor. We have great facilities. Uh, we're the largest Baptist school in the nation. Uh, so a lot of people that want to have a family environment at a Christian school uh, in warm weather and great facilities and an hour and 15 from Dallas and then two and a half from Houston and three from uh, San Antonio are attracted to, to Waco, Texas. So Waco is in a tough sell for most recruits? No, I, you know what? Uh, a lot of people from uh, uh, Texas are familiar, and in the South are familiar. Waco's about uh, uh, 220,000 people, including the surrounding area. You got uh, um, so it's a nice size city where you don't have to deal with traffic, but it has everything that you would you would want need. And, and since it's centrally located, it makes it easy for uh, uh, NBA scouts to to get here. It makes it easy for anybody to travel here. And if you're in the state of Texas, uh, everybody's pretty close to us. So um, I think people that know about uh, uh, Baylor uh, have known just what a great school it is. And for people outside the area, is they get a chance to learn more about it. I mean, uh, in another couple months when when uh, you're dealing with scraping that ice off the, the car at 7.30 in the morning, I'm coming to work in shorts. I mean, I, I, I know how you're feeling. <laughs> so basically, Bryce isn't jealous of the weather, is he? He, it, it definitely, uh, my dad's always told uh, our, our whole family that uh, it's it's it, he he never liked the cold. Uh, so he always says it's great to be at a place where you can have warm uh, uh, winters. At the same time, when it's over 100 degrees here in the summertime, I know uh, uh, Valpo's a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, it does get a little warm down in the, in the world. But they say it's a dry heat, right? Yes, with no humidity. <laughs> We do have a lot less humidity than you have uh, uh, up at Doppel, though, that's for sure. 
When you took God. over, when you took over at Baylor, I mean, they were coming off a lot of controversy. You see a lot of controversy now with Penn State and Syracuse. How hard was it to basically go down there and turn that program around? Well, I think uh, uh, for people that f- were familiar with Baylor and knew what Baylor stood for uh, and was about, they knew it was an isolated incident. And I think uh, people that uh, uh, are familiar with Penn State know that uh, uh, what Penn State's really about. What people that are from the outside, meaning if you don't know much about Penn State or you didn't know much about Baylor, then you just hear what you read. And obviously, then those people, you need to spend more time explaining the great history and tradition of the universities because uh, one incident doesn't define any any institution. It's what you've done over time. And uh, in America, we're blessed to have uh, uh, great administrations, great universities, and that's why we've always been a top-notch country is because of our education. So do you envision a 20-, 30-year career at Baylor or do you just take it season by season and uh, see how things go and what opportunities come along? Well, I think I think coaches nowadays will tell you that uh, uh, it's very hard to have 20 or 30 year careers anywhere. Um, in fact, I, uh, this is my ninth year at Baylor, and I'm uh, I came in when Bill Self did, and, and Rick Barnes is the only other coach that's had a longer tenure than I've had here. In fact, since I've been here, you look at different schools in the conference. Uh, I mean, A and M's had uh, four different coaches, uh, Kansas State three different coaches, Missouri four different coaches. So coaches tend to come and go. Um, I've been blessed to be at a place where they haven't kicked us out yet, and they appreciate uh, that our last 20 out of 21 seniors have all graduated and that uh, uh, our players socially, spiritually, and academically uh, tend to grow while they're here. And and those are things that are important at Baylor, along with basketball. If a Syracuse or a big university like UCLA came to you, would you be really tempted to go there? Well, this is this is our fifth year in the top 25 now, and and when you're five years in the top 25, and um, uh, I mean we've virtually set or broke most records here at Baylor every year uh, that you're blessed or fortunate to have people call and express interest. Um, the fact that you don't pursue that or, or 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 go there shows that you're happy with your situation and what you have, and uh, uh, that you respect the people that you work for. And again, at Baylor, we've been very blessed and fortunate. And uh, I mean, only Kansas and us have been ranked the last five years in the top 25 uh, in the Big 12. Now, when you came to Baylor, what was the biggest surprise for you? Probably uh, um, uh, just the. Uh, 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 beauty of the campus and just what they ended up uh, uh, building in the last uh, uh, five to ten years here. Uh, a lot of renovation, a lot of vision. Um, uh, Baylor was a, a pretty campus, but anytime you, you you put in 200, 300, 400 million dollars worth of buildings and renovations, I mean, it beautifies any campus. And uh, uh, for our past players that uh, uh, come back that haven't been here in seven years or six years, they're like, when did you get all this? Or five years, when did this all get developed? And and that's just because we've had great leadership uh, at our institution and great vision. And um, we've been, uh, uh, people have been generous with their support and allowed us to improve uh, our facilities and, and, and our buildings on campus. You've come under some criticism for negative recruiting, but anytime you recruit, you're going to try to sell your school over another school. Isn't that true? I mean, because Bobby Knight got on you with that picture. I think I think everybody in life, uh, uh, you, if you're a president, you're lucky because you get 51% that like you and 49% that don't. So I think we all agree that uh, 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 you're gonna, everyone's going to face criticism along the way. And uh, uh, the good thing is uh, it's, 
really what matters most are the people that know you um, and what they feel. And uh, the good thing is at, at Baylor um, uh, and with uh, the program we've been able to build here, I think people have been able to see uh, we're, we're not only building a program, but we're doing it with good kids. Uh, they carry themselves the right way. I mean, we all make mistakes. Uh, uh, I think we all we're all human. We realize that. But uh, overall, I think uh, big picture-wise, uh, a lot of good things have happened with this program, and, and we're blessed to, to be a part of that. Now, as a coach, when you recruit, do you try to develop a recruiting pipeline like some schools do, or do you take a broader view of the recruiting process? Well, I think each institution has their own their own niche, and, and with us, uh, because we are the only private school in the Big 12, and we have we're the largest Baptist school in the nation. I think uh, any any family member or person that's drawn to uh, that family type environment, uh, the smaller classrooms, uh, uh, the Christian background, they're going to be drawn to Baylor University, uh, and then the, then. Other people that uh, might be interested in your school because the style of play, um, the proximity to home. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why um, people are drawn to your university. The great thing is, is we've had better, uh, uh, I shouldn't say as we had more and more talented players come in. Um, now what's happened is uh, I want to be the next Curtis Geralds or the Tweedy Carter or the Epe Udo or the Perry Jones or uh, 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 the Quincy ACs or the Quincy Millers of the world. So that's been that's been that's that's been good too. It's very similar to Kentucky. I mean, if you're if you're a point guard out there, you're thinking, wow, they, they've been pretty successful with point guards. If you look at us, I think we're known for uh, having some. Uh, uh, we've had some great guards, but we've also had some athletic uh, uh, forwards that that have had freedom to play with the ball and make plays off the bounce and play on the perimeter. I think that's drawn some some of those people to Baylor too. You look at a team like Butler has been in the championship game the last two years. How does Stevens do that with that talent base of Butler? Well, I think, uh, um, first of all, every coach will tell you that we're only as good as our players. So we, we, Coach Stevens has done a remarkable job, uh, but I think he'll also be the first to tell you he's been blessed with some with some great players. And sometimes in recruiting, uh, um, you do a better job evaluating than other people. Sometimes uh, uh, people tend to get, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the stock market. You do your research, but there's no given that anything, and in, in, in Baylor's had some players that have gone in that uh, for reasons uh, 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 maybe were under-recruited, under-appreciated, undervalued, um, and they, they developed. And because of that, uh, um, Butler Butler's been able to to have some some pros. And at the end of the day, if you want to go far in the NCAA tournament, you do have to have uh, some players that can can play for some money. Otherwise, uh, it's too tough to 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 do that. Now, if I remember correctly, the basketball offices aren't all that far from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. What do you have to do to make it? As one of the members of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Oh well, that that's easy. Just at night, we bring in anyone's picture we want to put up in there, and, and we can get you in there if you really want. I mean, Jerry Jerry's got a nice picture in there. Yeah, do you have, do you have any dirt on our producer Jerry Lorenzi because he played over at Valpo? Hey, Jerry was a class act. He always uh, uh, handled his business. He was very intelligent. Um, Jerry's biggest problem was uh, he had to carry a baseball bat everywhere with him because uh, women were constantly trying to go out with him. <laughs> So he was going out. There's no, no truth to that. No truth. No, Jerry. He did not date anybody either because he was just in the gym working on his game, which we appreciated. There we go. 
<laughs> so who got more who got more trouble, you, Jerry, or your brother Bryce? Uh, I think we're all probably uh, – now, nah, you know what? Bryce is always the best. <laughs> Bryce, uh, uh, if, you could, if you could draw up or coach a model, model person, I think it would have been uh, uh, Bryce Drew from the standpoint uh, why he was successful. Uh, Desmond Howard, I heard, was the same way in college. I didn't really date and just, just worked on, on, his, on his trade, and that's basically with my brother, he, he, why he maxed out. I mean, there's not a lot of six-foot-two – and a half guys who can't dunk and aren't very athletic that were the 16th pick in the league. Yeah, he took my NBA career, so I really didn't have a chance, so I had to just focus on school and uh, in fun <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard recruiting players, being that you never played in college, you're a manager? Because I, I know a lot of people think, okay, what do you know about basketball? You just managed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think uh, uh, at the end of the day, the biggest thing is uh, – um, uh, some people are better players. Some people are better coaches. Um, really, it's how you relate with your players. It's uh, um, uh, if you can get them to the to the level and goals and dreams that they have set. Um, and that's that's what's important. There's, uh, I mean, there's there's numerous uh, uh, Hall of Fame coaches uh, that didn't play college basketball, but yet helped uh, uh, were great coaches and 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 got their players to the highest level. And to be honest, if I'm a player, I want someone who can get me to that level, not somebody that wants to wants to necessarily relive their dreams or or uh, um, uh, just tell you how great they were. It's really about what you can do uh, for them, and that's why uh, coaching, uh, sports, everything is is wonderful from the standpoint. There is no no exact formula for why somebody's successful. Um, you can't say if a person's 6'9", he's going to be uh, a great player. You can't say uh, somebody has this background, they're going to be a great coach. Uh, there's so many intangibles that go into it. And uh, I, I've just been blessed to be in a, a basketball family and around it all my life and been able to, uh, I just knew at an early age, I wanted to coach. I wanted to help uh, uh, players uh, uh, reach their goals and dreams and um been able to, uh, for the most part, uh, help players get better, which is which is important. I think you have to understand why David asked that question. He coaches girls basketball for like six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, and on behalf of basketball managers, I think he wants to take that next step so that if you do move on from Baylor, he'd like to be able to follow in your footsteps. <laughs> Any possibility of that occurring? Well, I, I think we, we're going to have to see uh, uh, how his team does this year, and uh, uh, I mean, uh, see just where they end up. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for your time, Scott, and good luck this weekend against Northwestern. And I don't want to say I want Northwestern to win, but hopefully the better team wins. <laughs> I appreciate that. You guys have a great day. All right. All right, uh, and so ends another episode of Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris. Hopefully David doesn't end up in jail. I'd like to thank our guest, Aubrey Nelson, Jojo White, Scott Drew, our producer, Jerry Lorenzi, our sound man, Dave Olson, and I think that takes care of everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.